0: October 28th, 2021. This morning's class is Le'ilui Nishmati mm-hmm. Hoshua Ben Le'alati, donated by Sammy and Joey Lati. Tihi Nishmatot Surra Bitsuror Amen. We're in Massechet Roshanan, daftet Amud Bet, at the very top of the page. Three words before the end of the line. The Gemara had been, and we'll continue for a little bit, to talk about the mitzvah of Yovel, the 50th year. There are several more specific four halachot, which are relevant to Yovel, each of which will come up in one way or another over the course of our discussion this morning. First and foremost, there is the shofar, which is blown. That's what we've mentioned on several circumstances. It was certainly blown on Yom Kippur. The question, of course, was whether that in turn tells us that specific halachot take place from the 10th of the year or even from the 1st of the year. Additionally, the halachot of the year were that fields would be returned to their initial owners. That was another manifestation of Yovel. Um, there was, as well, freedom of uh, so we mentioned freedom of slaves, freedom of fields, sounding of the shofar, and lastly, there was the halachot with regards to not working the field. Those are the four halachot with regards to Yovel question of our beraita over here will be under what circumstances do each of them, or do each of them, yes or no, um, go into effect? In other words, are they contingent one upon the other? If I don't do one, do the others not take effect? Uh, is it necessary to fulfill all of them in order for all of them to be relevant or not? That's what the Beraitah will deal with very briefly as an introduction. Tanur banan Yovel he. So the Pasuk goes out of its way in a redundant fashion, as we mentioned in the past, to tell us it is a Yovel. Now if I'm in the middle of telling you a sentence, a story about Yovel, I don't need to remind you in the middle that it is Yovel. Reminding you in the middle that it is Yovel seems to be telling you even if you haven't been doing what I've told you to do, even if for one reason or another these other matters are not relevant to you or you haven't been able to fulfill them, it's still veil, and remember that. Now, Those words specifically, veil here are in the context... And already we know that word, that word denotes a certain freedom. It's specifically in the context in the Pasuk, if you have the Pasuk, Pasuk says, The initial Pasuk here is a description in Parashat Behar of sounding the Shofar. Next Pasuk. Deror. Is a designation of freedom. The Gemara, in, in fact, today hopefully, will tell us that the word actually means freedom and they will be Doreshid in Hebrew. Next words, Yovel Hitielachem. So those words, Yovel Hitielachem, are directly associated with the freedom of the slaves. And of course, then the Pisukim described the other halachot that are relevant to Yovel, the going back of the field and the fact that you can't work the field. But the words, Yoveel Hilakim, which are redundant, which are unnecessary to remind me that it is Yoveel, are specifically in the context of the freedom of slaves. So here, that's why the derasha in the Berayi Taubi here goes, Afapi shelo shamtu, The halachot of Yoveel, and specifically for our purposes, of sending free the avadim ivrim, the Jewish slaves that you may have had, are relevant, afalpi shelo even if... Go ahead. It happens to be in two pesukim as well, but it was an unnecessary mention at at all. Yovel he tielachim is just an unnecessary mention in general. Why is it that the Torah goes out of its way to remind us? By the way, this is a yovel for you. What what did those words teach me at all? Is the Diracha as I understand Um, (laughs) it? What's that? Well, let's read Rashi. Says Rashi, Yovel he tielachem le'ilmine before it ketiv ha'avata shofar v'kadeshtem et chenat hamishim shana krateim deror. What are those? That's the initial. Wehadar ketiv Yovel he tielachem krayteira hu lidrasha, and those words are lidrasha. He's referring to the second Yovel he. Indeed, he is. Alright, well, Judah points out that I misread Rashi. Let me tell you how Rashi writes it, as Judah just pointed out to us. The Pasuk, let's read the Pisukim again, very briefly. That's the initial Pasuk. Then it says No, but he doesn't say that specifically. What? I know the Pisukim do it, but Rashi is already bothered about the first Ukratim that, look at Rashi again. That's the first mention of yovel hitiye Rashi is referring to. Right when did it say yovel hitiye Right after ukratem That's the first mention of yovel hitiye Says Rashi, those words in and of themselves are kira yetera. No, not like that. Here's how that's the words of the Gimara. Yovel he and the Dirasha is Yovel afalpi. It is Yovel for you even though. Do you understand? It's not because of the redundancy in the Pasuk, it's because it was an unnecessary mention in the first place. Do you follow? Yeah. Okay. So again, so the derasha, as, as I understood Rashi, as I maintain now in Rashi, it goes like this: The pasuk says, "Yovel hiti It was unnecessary to remind me. It's Yovel. It's unnecessary to tell me it's Yovel for you. You already told me the laws that are relevant to Yovel. You told me several of the laws. Why is it that the Torah goes out of its way to remind us? By the way, this is Yovel to tell you. This is standing irrespective of whether the matters and issues that we discuss around this pasuk are relevant. So if you're not shomei, If you're not uh, standing back from your field, if you're not returning your field, if you're not doing those sorts of things, if you're not sounding the shofar, guess what? It's still yovel with the deror. The slaves are still going free. Even if you didn't sound the shofar. Is it possible that yovel is relevant? The isur of working the ground will be relevant even if you haven't sent your slaves free? He. So let's, let's summarize this, the rasha, uh, the specifics notwithstanding. There are two words in this pasuk that are unnecessarily mentioned. Number one, yovel. Number two, he. Now, what am I supposed to do with each of those words? Yovel is a designation. This is going to be yovel no matter what. The word he is in the eyes of the rabbis, but scaling that back, building a certain rigidity. So on the one hand, I'm telling you that yovel is going to go into effect irrespective of the reality around you. On the other hand, I'm telling you, he, there's something that's necessary to be in effect in order for other matters to be in effect. How do I understand that? The first opinion here in the Biraita understands it. He'll have to explain himself. Again, I turn to you and I give you words with which one of them is inclusive and the other one is exclusive. The word yovel is inclusive. The word he is Exclusive. How am I to understand each of those words? Yovel says the derasha means that this year will be a year which is called yovel irrespective of number one, the derasha is uh, shemitat karkaot returning the fields irrespective of, number two sounding the shofar you're going to still have an isur avoda on the sadeh, you're still not allowed to work the field however, he if you don't send your slaves free then the work in the field will be permitted as well. Let's so move to the Rabbi Ben Baraka who said that the shofar really is really a symbolic thing. When the bell starts, everybody's free, it doesn't really matter if you go to shofar or not. It's nice. It's not good enough. I'll tell you why it's not good enough because he's telling you also if you don't give back the fields, it's still an effect. Number one. Number two, it's still a mitzvah to say on the shofar. You're right, it, it, it works it nicer. It a, your veil is your veil. I mean, your veil he you is going right. to be a reality irrespective of anything else. Mm-hmm. It, it's, a nice, it's a nice application. To yeah? With, to wrong, I think that your veil he, that uh, she's talking about the third person, not, uh, not the second She's saying uh, that a nice application. Yeah. number one. And <laughs> the yeah, look at the look let's read the read the second paso. Vikitashtemashnat Where are the next words? Alright, anyway, continues that. divre. Well, nobody's telling you you could not do that. What if, for argument's sake, there are no slaves? What if, alternatively, nobody listens to the law? What's the halakha in such a circumstance? Will the field with its halakha of yovelhi, and, and Judah's right, that the pasuk goes out of its way to repeat yovelhi in the context of not working the field, will that still be in effect? I understand. Will you, if if I turn and look around and nobody's sending forth their, free, their slaves, am I, let's do it this way, as the rabbi getting up and telling everyone, but make sure you don't work your fields, once nobody's setting free their slaves, slash, maybe, there are no slaves to be set free, well, then maybe the field is permitted to be worked as well. You understand what I'm saying? In other words, maybe for some reason one is contingent, contingent upon the other. That's what a B'udah reads into the pasuk. It says, Yovel, he, is telling me those, that word he, there is a certain contingency over here. Nobody wants you not to set free your slaves. But if that's the Even if you don't set free, let's say you literally keep them in your home. Alternatively, what if, and this will be an example in the Gemara, an example in the Gemara will be what if you don't have slaves? Oh, you don't have slaves. What if there are no slaves, i.e., Is there? Like, I understand what you're saying. I do understand. However, there's just extra words in the pasuk which are leading me into this. That's how the Chachamim (laughs) understand. To not work the field, that, those words Yovelhi which refer to not working the field, will not be effective, won't be a reality if you haven't set forth slaves according to the Bihuda, because it's a chova. Okay, the next derashar, Omer Afa shamtu, Afa So the next opinion over here, the opinion of Rabbi Yosei says, listen, Yoveli, with regards to the field being prohibited to be worked, is in effect, even if you haven't returned the fields, as we said you do on the Yovelia. Even if you didn't send free slaves. That's very nice. Very nice. Is it possible that even if you haven't sounded the Shofar as well, Yovel goes into effect with regards to the Sur Avodah. Tamud Lomar he. That's that word, he, which is the restrictive word. So each of these Derashot, both Rabbi Huda and Rabbi Yosea, on the one hand, understand this working of the field, the Yovel Hi Judah Pasuk, of not working the field, is going to be contingent upon one other Halakha, and it's gonna be separate independent of two others. They disagree. What is the contingency? Why do they understand it's contingent? He. It's either contingent upon going backwards, Rabbi Yose says Tikyachofar, and then Rabbi Huda earlier says Anshiluah Havadim. Why would each of them read it the way that they read it? That's the the question now in the Gimara. But they've set forth their opinions. They both agreed to the words, they both agreed to the extra words of the Pasuk. (laughs) The ahar says the Gimara, Once you're telling me that one word, the word Yovel, and a second word, He, are each unnecessarily mentioned. And you're telling me the word yovel is marbeh, it's inclusive, and the word he is mam'it, it's exclusive, mipenema ani omer, this is Rabbi Yose speaking first, the second opinion, why do I say yovel hi afa api ve'en yovel ela ken tak'u, right? That's the second opinion. What was it that drove me to say, you want to know which one is absolutely necessary in, so, in order for there to be an Yisura Avodah basadeh? I'll tell you which one it is. It's sounding the shofar. Why did I say that? Why didn't I say it's sending the slaves free? How am I disagreeing, in other words, with Rabbi Huda? What is it in my reading of the Pasuk, or my understanding of how this should work, that drove me to say the absolutely necessary one is sounding the shofar as opposed to freeing the slaves? <speaking in Hebrew> the suggestion of Biot says is let's look at this Torah this is an eternal Torah this is a Torah that can and will be relevant at all times and as a result if slaves in potential I mean Niba Velo Yadama says if slaves potentially will be irrelevant at some time and it is possible that the world will not have any slavery do you mean to tell me that a halacha in the Torah of Yovel, will just become obsolete because the world doesn't have slaves and as a result freeing slaves won't be a possibility in turn your veil of not working the field on the 50th will be irrelevant as inconceivable. Is it possible that the world won't have horns to blow? Is it possible the world won't have shofar? Since it's impossible or it's inconceivable the world won't have shofar, it's therefore if I'm to choose, I'm not just hekeh choosing, I'm choosing based on my logic. I'm choosing the one of those two mitzvot of the Torah that seems clear to me will be an eternal reality. That one, the Torah is making contingent. It can't be that it's making slavery contingent because we won't or potentially won't always have slaves. He continues and he says, uh, I'll add to it. I'll tell you a different reason. He is the difference between shofar and setting, forth, setting free slaves is who's in charge of this. One is you're empowering the people. The other one is the responsibility of the betin. He says if the Torah were to choose, if God is, we're trying to put our heads into gods and say which one of, we know he is contingent, he is exclusive, it's telling me something is necessary, one of these mitzvot is necessary in order for the Isur Avodah Basadeh to be a reality. Which one is it going to be? Are you really telling me? And it's kind of what Jeffrey was asking earlier. So we have a rebellion of the people. Everybody says, you know, we're just not interested in this yovel. So we kind of send around a mass text. Text messages and tell everyone, just don't send, set forth your slaves. That's it, you beat the system, we're allowing for a system to be beaten by the people and in turn, so to speak, God has to nod and say, okay, now you can work the field? Inconceivable! Who's going to be in charge of, quote-unquote, the contingency of if you do this, then you have the Yisura Avuda Betin, that's what he says, stands to reason. So he gave us two reasons. Why does he need two reasons? Rabbi Yosef, His suggestion. So why did he need two reasons? He says, my first reason, again, what was the first reason? That it's inconceivable that, you're not the, that you won't have a Shofar but it is conceivable that you won't have sending forth, free, sending free slaves, maybe you'll tell me that's not a great claim. Really? You can imagine that there's going to be a time when nobody will have a slave to free. Nobody, even if you send your text messages across the world, nobody is going to have a slave to free and will actually free them. If you're going to make the claim that that's always going to be a reality, I still have another reason to say that I think shofar is the predominant and most important mitzvah with regards to. If you don't do this, then there's no free, then there's no uh, working the fields, and that's his second reason. So again, just to summarize, Rabbi Yoseh's opinion, Rabbi Yose claims that the word he in the pasuk is referring to tekiat shofar. Yovel, the isur of working the field dimension of yovel, is dependent upon sounding the shofar. Why sounding the shofar, not freeing the slaves? Either because freeing slaves might not always be a reality. Oh, come on, of course it'll always be a reality, you might claim, says Rabbi Okay, one is Misur al sounding the shofar. I know that's a solid fulfillment. They're going to take care of that unless we really get corrupt. Alternatively, setting forth the slaves, that's up to the people, the Torah. God would choose to make it contingent on a matter. Always, what's that? Fantastic question. <coughs> says uh, says Abi says why is what what happened to that mitzvah of setting free fields? Why is that one not mentioned? Why wasn't that an option over here? We had we said there are four mitzvot on Yovel. We're asking specifically about the one that's appended to the word Yovel. That's working the fields. That much I understand. And then all you did was deliberate between shofar and sending forth sending free slaves how come we didn't talk about shmitat karkaot as well how come we didn't talk about sending, sending back the field this is a question of the Rishonim. Rashba suggests, if I'm not mistaken, Rashba says that's, that's a great question. It's for that reason as well, although the Gemara doesn't say so, that Rabbi said needed two reasons. In other words, his first reason of it's inconceivable. Ah, that's not going to be great, because what about sending, free, uh, sending back fields? We're always going to have fields. We're always going to have those sorts of realities. It's for the second reason specifically that he can point to and say, but sounding the shofar, that's up to Bit. They can enforce it. But they don't do it on their own. Do you understand what I'm saying? Sounding the shofar is, quote-unquote, easy. They do on their own. Yes, Charles. There was slavery at that point. Uh, there wasn't. to the best of my knowledge. They didn't have avadim ivrim. You're right. But the concept of slavery was not foreign. There was Tavi, uh, who was an eved there So there was the Ria of Rabban Gamliel. So there were slaves. I'm not sure. I, what I'm saying is, it's much easier for me to for me to sell it to us than for them uh, to sell it to one another. But again, it's it's Abi's question, notwithstanding that, right? Yeah. Okay. Why are you saying that I'm not fulfilling it? I should say i fulfilling it unless specifically a slave that i not free. Right. You could have said easily just you it for yourself. they haven't been on this here. Why do you think I it? It's weird. I understand. But the know, Pasuk is speaking to Am Yisrael. Pasukh is that speaking to Am Yisrael. But I mean, it's that's speaking that's to Am Yisrael. It's not speaking on an individual basis, it's talking about how it's going to operate. By not talking about ba'aretz for you. It's talking about for Am Israel. That's their understanding. There's going to be contingency with regards to the entire nation. You could have easily said, "Slave included." There were no slaves. We did this year. All the slaves that were were free. Thing could have went both ways. But you there didn't. Saying, you but didn't you know. didn't free a slave. Exactly. But we not, All right. We yeah. <laughs> Says the Gemara Bishlamar the Rabbi Yoseh Kedika Amar Taameh. Says the Gemara Bishlamam Milashon Shalem or Shalom. It's understood Rabbi Yoseh why he chose to say the exclusive line of he is referring to Tikiyat Shofar the Amar Taameh. As he said his reasoning, he gave us two reasonings. Mesura Lebetin Iefchar Ela the Rabbi Remember the Rabbi He was the first opinion. Ma'ita Amah Ma'ita Ameh. What's the Rabbi opinion? Explain to me his opinion. Let me remind you his opinion. He said that Yoveli, with regards to working the field, is a reality, uh, irrespective of sounding the shofar, irrespective of sending the fields back to their rightful owners. However, it's contingent upon freeing slaves. Why'd he say so? Amar Kera, he says, look at the pasuk. Ukratim deror ba'aretz. Judah, now you'll understand why I was coming the way I was coming. The pasuk says, initially listen to the words the second pasuk vekidashtemet shenat 50 sana next words ukratem deror baaret lechol yoshua you should you should proclaim freedom or liberty for all The uh, inhabitants. Next words. Do You hear the next words right after those words. Now the word, as the Gemara will tell us, as I've told you already, means liberty. It means freedom for the slaves. The words, which are our operative words throughout, are immediately after the words which refer to freeing the slaves says Rabbi Yudah, how do you read sentences? Here's how I read sentences. I read it in order. It goes from. No, I'm not making fun of you. I'm, I'm explaining Rabbi Yudah. I promise I'm not making fun. It says Ukratem deror because I'm still not certain that I'm right. I'm just telling you. Okay, I'm just telling you how I'm reading it. So it says Ukratem deror means you send your slaves free. The next words are Yovel he. So you're telling me there's something exclusive over there. The word he is going to tell you only if this is in effect. What's in effect? you just told me is in effect. What I'm about to tell you is only in effect if what I just told you is also in effect. That's the easy way to read it, is it not? Kasavar, says Rabbi my opinion is, mikranidrash lifanav. I read a pasuk based on what was mentioned right beforehand. There's a chronological order. Velo lifne panav. And not two before, sounding the shofar, but maybe setting the fields free. That's not the way we're going to read it, and it's not what's afterwards, setting the fields free. Uh, so, go ahead. But uh, the rest of the pasuk the morning says it explicitly that you see the everybody right. goes back home and the lands go back and then all the people go back to their parents to their yes. house but the words yovel he which we are interpreting again based on the next pasuk, it is, is a reference to not working the field mm. comes immediately after what? Duh. Setting free slaves. So it's true afterwards we're yeah, gonna talk I mean. about Shemitat Karkat. It's true before setting forth free setting free slaves we talked about shofar. What's the direct context of these words? It's setting free that's slaves. what the That's setting free slaves. we It's an extra it's a double those words finish the sentence. Yeah. But the point is, you're barely, okay. You, you make it better, so the whole sentence is ensconced by setting setting free slaves. Mm-hmm. But immediately thereafter, we're going to talk about something else. Previous to this as well, we talked about something else. Mm-hmm. How do you know that I should specifically focus on setting free slaves? So you make it be- better. Better, so just you say I began with that. I'm even continuing with that. That's the derasha of Rabbi Huda again. Casavar Drash lefanav lifnei panav. That's the statement of the Gemara. It says the Gemara. But wait a second. Everybody's making this assumption. The assumption is that that word deror is a reference to freedom. Well, where do you see the word deror? Better yet, it's a reference to, as I said already, liberty. Right? That's where we got Liberty Bell from. We cite not we the founding fathers, whoever made the Liberty Bell or made it into a thing. I forgot the history, and they called the Liberty Bell because of this pasuk. They cite this pasuk on it. How would say that the word deror refers to freedom or liberty? De kule alma both Rabbi and Rabbi Huda who are just discussing and debating what is he, what is yovel, but everybody agrees that the word deror means freedom, deror, lashon, herut, herut, of course, is freedom. Who told you that? My mashma. Where they see in the word deror, it's a funny word, it's a unique word. So you might just say, hey, okay. we know the word deror means that, I mean, want to be a little bit more uh, fancy, a little bit more flowerful, and telling you how they know the word deror, they want to give you the etymology. The tanya, as the Beraita tells us, elalashon herut. First and foremost, the Beraita states it unequivocally. Deror means herut, freedom. How do you know? Amar bi malashon deror? What does it mean, diror? It's like a person, ladur, dirah, means to dwell. It's like a person who can dwell anywhere they want and sell their goods anywhere as well. So the word deror, ironically, is a reference to where you can live, to truly be free. The ironic reality of our Gemara is to be able to live where you want, to be able to have commercial success anywhere you want. That's what the word deror means. To truly exemplify and show your freedom is to be able to live anywhere, to be able to go Anywhere that's freedom, says the Gemara. That's the word deror. We'll conclude with this statement. That was Rabbi Osei and Rabbi Yehuda. We just saw those two opinions. That the word he in the pasuk is exclusive. It tells you specifically setting forth free, specifically sounding the shofar. That's what's contingent on the isur avodah The Hachamim disagreed with both Rabbi Osei and Rabbi and They said, What's this business? The Torah says all four mitzvot are necessary. If you don't do the other three then you can work the field as well. Yes, we can game the system. We could have game the system in any of these. We send out our mass messages. We have an evil plan to throw away everybody so back on their, on their finances. Let's make sure that we're able to work the field this year. Okay, we'll have to, as a result, transgress some other things. Nobody set your free s- s- slaves free. Nobody give your land back. And please, Be'edin, don't sound the shofar. Once we've done that effectively, we threw all those off of us, we then can work the field as well. Kasavre, their understanding obviously is mikra, nidrash lefanav, vilifne panav, They say what are you talking about? The the you're so narrow in your thinking. The pasuk says, yovelhi. Read everything around it. That which came immediately before it. That which came before before it. You had shofar, two mentioned beforehand. You had mentioned right before it, setting free the slaves. You have after it, setting free the slaves. You have after that setting, setting back the lands. All of them are a part of this mixture. It's only Yovel he, if you have all of them, the Hakativ Yovel. Wait, wait a second, doesn't Pasuk say your veil, which you told me was inclusive? You told me your veil was redundant, it was unnecessary. It tells you it's in effect no matter what. That's telling that your veil, these halachot, if not working in the land, will be relevant even outside of Israel. says the Gemara of ba'aretz, the Pasuk says in the land. It's relevant outside of the land. It's true, there is a contingency over here. not only with regards to the other three, but also to the audits. How so? If it's not in effect in Eretz Israel, if you don't have the halachot in place in Eretz Israel, so then it won't go into effect outside of Eretz Israel. That's what ba'aretz. Ba'aretz is not telling you it's only relevant in Eretz Israel. It's telling me focus on what's going on in Eretz Israel and then apply that elsewhere. When all the dust settles, we effectively um, analyze and discuss three opinions: of Bi'uda, of Bi'ose, and Hachamim. Each of them are debating that word "he" and the word beforehand, "yovel." Yovel inclusive. This is going to go into effect no matter. What. What? Not working the land, says Rabbi Osei, says Rabbi Uda. What is it, however, that he is telling me? Either it's tell me, but make sure that you sound the shofar. Or it's tell me, but make sure you send free the slaves. Say the haqhamir, none of that. Yovel, he is an absolute exclusive line. It's telling me you need all three of the other things, sounding the shofar, sending free the slaves, setting back the fields, and only then will the field be Asurba Why does it say then Yovel? Which is an extra word, which is inclusive, to tell you this is including even Hozalar but wait a second, it's only in Eretz Yisrael. It's telling you that if it's not in the order, it's not in Eretz Yisrael, it's not in Eretz Yisrael as well. Baruch Adonai Le'olam. Amen, v'amen. Be'chanam, shalom, r'asim.